Christ is born. Glorify him. Christ is born. Glorify him. Christ is born. Glorify him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Normally on this Sunday, we would be celebrating the Mass for the first Sunday after Christmas. But because of the way that our calendar falls this year, there's a feast day that we're called upon to celebrate that ranks higher than that Mass. Today we celebrate the feast day, the Mass for St. John the Evangelist, the Apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Beloved, as he is called, of our Lord Jesus, who gave us the Gospel of St. John, as well as three other epistles that we have in Holy Scripture. Let's remind ourselves a few things about this blessed apostle. St. John was one of the three fishermen, along with Peter and James, that were the original disciples called when Christ came to them at the Sea of Galilee. So he followed Christ, all of Christ's earthly ministry. He's one of the few disciples that Jesus invited to come with him to see the holy transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ on the mountain. St. John the Apostle would live to be 95 years old, roughly, and the only one of the 12 apostles who would not offer his life or have his life taken in martyrdom. But it wasn't without this world trying, because we have handed down to us in the church that during the reign of the second Roman emperor who would continue the persecution of the church, St. John was sentenced to martyrdom to death by being boiled in oil. And they stuck the blessed apostle in the scalding hot oil, and he got into the oil and was completely preserved. A very similar occurrence my mind always goes to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were thrown into the furnace of fire but because Christ was there present with them in those flames. The flames couldn't touch them. And so St. John the Apostle was preserved. Tertullian tells us that while he was sitting there in this scalding hot oil being preserved, he still continued to preach and proclaim the gospel of the reality of the resurrected Jesus Christ to all who were watching supposedly his martyrdom. I love that, by the way. <laughs> I really do. Well, since they could not kill him, they would then exile him to the island of Patmos, where he would be for some time. And it was there on the island of Patmos that our Lord Jesus Christ would open the heavens to St. John and give him the blessed revelation, which we now know as the book of Revelation of St. John. It was a book written, a vision given to him to strengthen the church at that time who was about to undergo the most ferocious uh, persecution and martyrdom. And it was calling the church to turn back to God, to make sure you repent, to stand firm in the faith, to endure. And in the last part of that book, that's where the heavens open up to John. And John sees what's on the other side. For all the martyrs to be encouraged. Those who would be martyred saw what heaven is like. And not only for the martyrs, but for all of us. And this is the blessed St. John that we remember today. Being in Christmas time, we have to see the tie to our celebration of blessed St. John based on some of his words 
and the incarnation that we just celebrated at the first Mass of Christmas, where you heard those words, beautiful words by the hymnologist, excuse me, that Jesus bowed heaven to earth in himself and came to us physically. God Almighty, Yahweh, the divine, manifested himself physically for the experience and salvation of us all. God condescending and descending to become man so that we all might ascend by his Holy Spirit and be made in the likeness of the divinity that had come to us. There's a direct tie to that thought on the incarnation, God coming physically to earth. And the words of the blessed apostle from his first epistle, 1 John and chapter 1, which was our epistle reading today. I want you to hear his words and I want you to pay attention to just how St. John describes the physicality of God coming to us. Because this is for us, not just for them then. In 1 John chapter 1, the apostle says, That which was from the beginning, that is Jesus Christ he's referring to. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was from the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. Listen to the Apostles' language. The Word of God, Jesus Christ. They heard Him. They heard His voice. They heard the voice of God. They've seen God with their eyes. They've looked upon Him. they touched God Himself with their hands. The life was manifested right in their midst. St. John and the apostles and the disciples, they lived daily with the incarnation. They lived daily with the incarnate word of God. And he was manifest to them in blessed fellowship with him daily, in teachings, in miracles, in signs and in wonders. And get this, I love in the gospel reading today, you heard this description, but picture what really happened. That St. John the Apostle, the one we celebrate today, the beloved of Christ, would lean his head against the breast of the divine word of God that spoke all things into existence at the Last Supper. That is one of the most precious thoughts that I've had even looking all week. That God himself allowed one of his creation. You find that there is no other God like this. That God himself allowed his broken creation to lean its head upon his holy breast. It's a beautiful scene. All of them, all of the disciples, all of the apostles, they physically encountered God with all of their senses. And after his resurrection, they beheld him in the same way and touched all of his blessed scars. Do you hear the physicality of the incarnation? That God did not come to earth to bring a message. He came to earth to deliver himself. And he is our life and our salvation. 
so that we would encounter him with all of our senses and be saved by the experience. St. Bede, the venerable Bede, said it this way. The life of which John is speaking here was the same as that of which we read in his gospel when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. It was manifested and declared in the flesh by the divine miracles. And the disciples who were present saw and later testified to them with undoubted authority. You must be hearing the experience that God desired for all of us to have in all of our senses then. But I tell you, my friends, and I want you to hear this very clearly, that what they beheld and what they encountered then to the fullness, it has not changed for his church. The incarnation never ends. It begins and it carries on. For by his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and the sending of his Holy Spirit at Pentecost to once again fill flesh and blood, Christ our God would grant us far beyond the intellectual reasoning and the hearing of teachings only that have been passed on for 2,000 plus years. Once again, he would grant us the divine experience in the flesh of Jesus Christ the divine divinity now filling mankind, his church, to be expressed through his church in the same ways that it was expressed through our Lord Jesus Christ and no differently. No differently. He came and stepped right back into the darkness again in his holy church. And it would fan itself out, light going throughout the whole world. And they would experience Christ in the same way that the apostles did. And how do we know that? Because even in Antioch, very early on, one of the first places that the gospel went, they made fun of the Christians by calling them Christians. Do you know what Christian means? Little Christs. They made fun of them because they looked just like Jesus in the way that they lived and the things that they did, and they mocked them. With that word, the incarnation was continuing. Did the world not encounter? Have we not seen it and heard all of the testimonies? Maybe even encountered ourselves. Did the world not encounter his continued teaching that revealed himself? The continued experience of signs and wonders and miracles and the raising of the dead? Of course it did. And it still does. And it, it would happen because the incarnation would continue in and through us, the body of Christ. Here's just a few examples from even that time beyond the resurrection and ascension. In, the, in Acts, many times over, we find St. Peter, the blessed apostle, our patron saint, healing those who were ill. Jesus Christ, through St. Peter, healed many. There were times that even when people came into the shadow, just the shadow of Peter, they would be healed. I remember the lame man on the streets begging the apostles for money. And what does our blessed St. Peter said? Silver and gold I do not have to give you. But what I do have, I give it to you now. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand. And a man lame from birth walked and leapt and danced and declared what Christ had done for him. In, in Acts in chapter 8, we read this at Vespers last night. Just after the, the stoning of St. Stephen. St. Philip, the deacon, after that stoning, then goes into Samaria 
And we're told that Christ through him performed many miracles and cast out demon and freed demons and freed the oppressed just as Jesus Christ did when he walked the earth. Blessed St. Paul. So many miracles were done through Blessed St. Paul. I remember one in particular that always sticks out in my mind. I could have picked many, but the one where he's preaching late at night in Troas. And there's a man at the top of, in a window at the second floor of this house. And God bless him, the man fell asleep. And he fell from the window and he died. And St. Paul rushed down to that man and knelt by him. And Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life, manifested the incarnation, the continuing incarnation, and raised that man from the dead. And those are just snippets of so many activities of Christ, no different than when he walked the earth before his ascension. And regarding us, now, 2,000 plus years from Pentecost, our Lord Jesus Christ still manifests the incarnation through his church. So that we all, every one of us, and the world so in need of him can encounter him in no less way than they did when he walked the earth with all of our senses. Look around, my friends. He manifests himself in every blessed sacrament of the church. He takes physical bread and wine, and he makes it his body and blood, not a symbol, not a type. He makes it himself so that we can touch him, so that he can come into us and we can be touched by his grace. He manifests himself through the holy altar. He manifests himself through all the windows of heaven that he's given the church, through the crucifix, through the cross. And through the blessed iconography of the church, he manifests the wonders of his kingdom. And he also manifests his kingdom in the blessed incense that we can see and smell, for it is the sight and smell of all the prayers before God right now in heaven. All of our senses get to see him in this blessed sacred space. And I tell you this even further, that our Lord Jesus Christ so desires to be incarnate in the sacred space of your homes. If you will set space aside for him. How do we set space aside? Not just by having icons. Icons are wonderful. Icons are beautiful. They're nothing if we don't spend time with Christ there. They're nothing if we don't let them be windows to heaven. Let the grace of God by the Holy Spirit fall upon us. And engage fellowship with God in prayer in our sacred space. If we will do that, you will encounter the incarnation in your homes. As individuals, as families, as children, and all as sons and daughters of the living God. And my friends, he still physically, not just our soul and emotion, but he still physically heals when he, need, when he is to be glorified by that action and to demonstrate his great mercy. And we've had testimonies of that this year that I keep before me all the time of standing stones as to the incarnation, things the doctors cannot even explain. Our Lord Jesus Christ is among us, literally, not in a thought. And my friends, our Lord Jesus Christ, that incarnation, he is manifest among us in the way that we live with one another through every blessed living stone that is growing to growing into the nature of our Lord Jesus Christ, which means each of us are growing into the love that God is. 
Listen to the words of the blessed apostle from the gospel of St. John chapter 13. You heard it in Matins today where he says a new commandment I give unto you that you what? Love one another as, listen to this, not just love one another with human love. He says love one another as I have loved you. Love one another with my agape perfect love because I'm in you and this makes you capable of such a thing. Love one another with my love. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I tell you the truth, my friends, that when we grow in and walk in love toward one another, each one of us has the opportunity to experience the manifest incarnation of Christ in and through one another. You see, when we celebrate the incarnation at Christmas, we do not celebrate the incarnation that began at his conception and birth and stops at his ascension. We celebrate an incarnation that Jesus even spoke of itself when he ascended. We speak of an incarnation that remains to the end of the age. For Jesus Christ himself, did he not say when he ascended, Lo, I will be with you until the end of the age. And he continues to live in and through us as the same incarnation so that others may see him, may hear him through us, may be touched by him and touch him through us and be manifest to them for their salvation. I close with the words of St. Augustine on this. Who said the life itself has been manifested in the flesh so that what can be seen by the heart alone might now be also seen with the eyes in order that hearts might be healed. For Christ is born. Christ is born. Christ is born. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.